This is the Growlers Nation podcast, the official podcast of the Newfoundland Growlers. And now, here's your host, Growlers play-by-play voice, Chris Ballard. Hello, and welcome back to episode 13 of the Growlers Nation podcast, the official podcast of your Newfoundland Growlers, I'm Chris Ballard, play-by-play broadcaster for the Growlers. Happy to have you back for lucky number 13. And thank you all so much, especially those of you in our Growlers Nation Facebook group, for all of your questions, for all of the guys leading into today's episode. And today we've got a very special guest from sunny Tampa, Florida, number 14 of your Newfoundland Growlers. we got Trey Bradley in the house today. Trey, uh, thanks for jumping on, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having me. So before we get into all the great questions that our uh, fans have submitted for you here today, uh, let's just, I guess, sum up your rookie season in the pros here. We're just beyond the halfway point here, and uh, I guess just in, in real broad strokes to sum it up, I guess, your your Newfoundland experience, your first season of pro in this Leafs organization, put a bow on it and sum it up for us. Pretty simply to start, uh, it's been great. But uh, I think it's been an adjustment from college hockey. Certainly. Um, the play style's been different. The lifestyle's been different. Um, but, you know, I think uh, every game I've just told myself, you know, try and get better, learn from each game. And I think that's what I've done. Uh, I think if you look at my game from the beginning of the year and now, uh, you know, just my on-ice play and, you know, on the stat sheet as well, I think it's it's getting better. And But, yeah, I think, you know, the lifestyle's different too. You have a lot more time on your hands. Uh you're mostly just focused on hockey now, which is uh, pretty awesome. You yeah. Know, coming from college, where you got to worry about class and, you know, workout and your extracurriculars, and uh, you know now it's just hockey, 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 and uh, that's pretty amazing. No, it absolutely is. So we will certainly get to your college days there, but we'll we'll take you back a, a little farther than that. We're we're gonna go back to 2013-14 and your days in the null there. Uh, you certainly put up uh, some darn good numbers there to kick off your junior career in a place that I have already forgotten how to pronounce. Why don't you fill me in here? Uh, Wenatchee. Wenatchee, and that is in Washington. Yes. So kind of fill me in uh, on your, I guess we'll start your journey here. Uh, uh, 28 points in 26 games before moving up to the USHL. Start, uh, why why the null? Why was that uh, your first stop in junior for you? Yeah, so after my U18 year in Cleveland uh, the year prior, I went to Youngstown's camp because that's where I got drafted to in juniors. And, uh, you know, we had camp and they told me I did really well, but um, they start calling people and I was the last guy cut from the team. Um, they said, you know, there's just not a spot for you in the top six where we want you to be. So they helped me, though. They told me that was a good place to go and, you know, develop and continue working and, you know, see what happens this year. Uh, so that's where I went. Uh, I knew the coach there was a really good coach, um, Bliss Littler. And, you know, as far away from home, it's probably opposite side of this <laughs> kind of country say. as uh, Tampa is. But, uh, yeah, it was good there. It was a really good learning experience for me. Um, you know, halfway through the year, I got a call, and Youngstown wasn't doing very well in the standings, so they, I was doing well, and they called me up. And, yeah, they, to finish that year was really good for me. I played with uh, Kyle Connor on a line. No and, way. Uh, yeah, so he – and I actually played with J.J. Pickenich, too, who is here. Get out. Yeah, so I played with uh, both those guys on a line for uh, half a year. And then, yeah, that's kind of where it all started. But the Wenatchee was a really fun city, uh, just a couple hours east of Seattle, and I had a really good time there. Um, and then, you know, my next year in, in Youngstown, I didn't, I didn't have as great of a start to that year. I 
was you know started out on one of the top lines and then um something things just weren't you know clipping clicking for me early sure. and, uh you know it kind of gets in your head and then i did that and then uh at the trade deadline they called me in and they told me you know uh we think you're a great kid um but we want you, we think you can play more somewhere else so they that uh, was good of them yeah so they, they were really nice uh my coaches and uh the management they were great so they told me uh you know you're going to sioux falls and you know, i never I know they're obviously a team in our league, but uh, I didn't really know exactly where that was. Sure, that's fair. But I, I got there. For and, those uh, who may not know, where is it? Sioux Falls is in South Dakota. I think Canadian fans are, are pretty familiar with the CHL, but when you get into the American uh, junior system, I think you might lose a few people. So, And that's me just trying to <laughs> veil the fact that I did not know exactly <laughs> where it was without pulling out a map, but please continue. And when I got there, I, uh, I couldn't believe how nice. They just got a brand new rink, uh, I think, that year. Nice. They got a brand new facility. Um, it was awesome. And then uh, right when I got there, I think we went on uh, like a 10-game win streak. Really? Or something like that. And we were playing really well. I played with my two old line mates that I played with in Wenatchee. Get out. Who were both there. So there was the three of us playing together again. And so, yeah, I had a really good uh, start there. And then the last game right before playoffs, uh took a tumble into the boards and uh, hurt my shoulder. Oh, no. So I uh, didn't see much time in the playoffs. That's her. But the good news is your teammates uh, certainly uh, picked up in your absence winning uh, the championship, the Clark Cup there that season. Uh, talk about that experience. Uh, I mean, even just being uh, being along for the ride for any championship. I mean, that's got to be a good time. Yeah, I think, uh, I think our team was one of the uh, last place teams in our conference. Really? And, uh, yeah, we ended up just squeaking into playoffs and then what was the difference then in the postseason you guys just caught um, fire honestly i think the guys that uh, were on our team just they played with a lot of pace and heart and you know built kind of for the playoffs one of those yeah. teams that you can't really describe until you're you're there and i mean i got to watch it all so the first game i think at the playoffs i dressed in the game and we got crushed oh the first game in their best of three series so oh we came back the next night and we're supposed to play the same team and things weren't looking great because we just got crushed and they accidentally like flooded the the ice they poked a, they were drilling through the pegs and they poked a hole in the compressor or something oh my or the, god one of the pipes and the whole ice flooded so we got to go home rest some of our injured guys got a four or five days off no way came back played them ended up winning and then uh took them uh home and you know we got it again it there we got it again so um that was that wow. was kind of a funny story to start the playoff run for us uh but uh yeah i mean it was it was great like the atmosphere there i just remember it was i mean playoffs is different anywhere you go playoff Certainly. hockey and then just the the night we won it was just the whole rink was filled with blue blue shirts blue towels because that was the color of our team yeah and on in the finals i think we we just said you know we're gonna we're going to go out there, and I think we rolled right over. I think it was Muskegon we played, and honestly, like, just watching it from from the stands, it wasn't even really close. We we played there the first game, first two games, and then came back and finished off at home. And it was a sweep? Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. No, yeah. absolutely, and that uh, brought you into your NCAA days. Why uh, Colorado College <laughs> for you? How did they end up on your radar? Again, uh, not exactly close to home. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I think I just wanted to go as far away as possible. No. <laughs> no, <I'm> Thanks, just... <laughs> Dad. <laughs> no, uh, so my I have an older brother, and uh, when he was around, uh, I don't know, 16, 17 years old, mm -hmm. he, when he was playing in the USHL, he had some colleges after him, and I think it was between Denver, which is now my rival, uh, Ohio State, and 
uh, CC, and at the time CC was a powerhouse, uh, one of the top teams in the nation. Okay. And uh, so he committed there, and you know, I he would always tell me how funny like he was having in yeah, school yeah. and uh, how great it was. And then when I was around, I think I was coming out of U18, so this was before juniors. I got an offer to go to Colorado College, so I was like sure yeah i'd love to awesome so that's kind of how that came apart i kind of just followed in my brother's footsteps which i've kind of been doing my whole life so yeah so that's how i got out there and i don't think i have it any other way and you guys had some success there too did you did you not win something i saw a picture of you when i was snooping around you were holding something over your head in your uh, colorado college uniform there yeah so uh so every year we play uh we played denver university of denver four times and our school, whether it's hockey, soccer, everything, they don't like each other because uh, we're the D1 teams in that area That's for right. hockey. So so every year we play four games against Denver, and we kind of have a battle. of It's called the Gold Pan. Yeah. So uh, it's it's one of the longest, uh, like, oldest rivalries in hockey in that, uh, uh, if you look it up, it's one of the oldest rivalries. And uh, so it's there's a lot of culture in that trophy. And, That's awesome. And, you know, all the alumni every year either come in or – you know, send us messages to our coach or emails and, you know, say, like, go get that gold pan because it's a big thing, you know. Even if you don't have a great year, you win the gold pan against Denver and, you know, oh, well it's that, a good yeah, thing. Yeah. And my whole college career, Denver's been top 10 team in the country. I don't think they've dropped out once, and I don't think we ever entered it. So uh, <laughs> so it was my senior year, and, you know, we, we weren't having – I mean, we had a good year, but nothing, like, too crazy. And we had to sweep Denver to – to win the gold pan. Wow. Because if they have it, then you have to win majority of the games. So you have to win three or right. win two, tie one. So we had to sweep them, and then we played the first game in their building. We won, and then we came back to our place, and I think we won one nothing. Wow. So uh, that was pretty exciting for all of us who had never won the gold pan yet because that's always something you want to have and achieve. So we we finally got it back. So we uh, we kind of prayed it around like it was – you know the Stanley Cup. Absolutely, but, uh, celebrate us the wins to us and the seniors on my team, and uh, j I mean just to beat them and win it, it was pretty special for us. No, I completely understand that, and you had a darn good uh, couple of years, or four years at Colorado College. Uh, I guess kind of sum up. But did you have any favorite moments in particular during your time there? I mean, you absolutely torched it. It looks like in 2018-19. But what was your your best memory, <laughs> or is it the, is it this this pan that you won? Yeah, I think I'm trying to not demean it. I just it's it's all new to me. That's no, all no, I'm for sure. That's uh, that's for sure in the top three. I think probably the the number one moment though was um, conference. Every conference has like a, you know, tournament like right. you playoffs, and we never made it past the first round of playoffs before because we were finishing in the bottom couple seeds, and it's mm -hmm. tough to, you know, beat beat the teams in our conference especially. Yeah, and uh, so we. We're into playoffs. I think we were six, seven seed, and we ended up playing uh, Colt Conrad's team, Western Michigan. Get out! And if you beat them, you go to the Frozen Face-Off. It's called. So it's the top four teams from the conference go and play there, and uh, so it can only improve your rank and try and get you into the uh, state tournament at the end of the year, or the state tournament, the national right, right, the national tournament. <laughs> and uh, so we we went to Western Michigan because that's where we had to play, and Oof, that's a long way. Yeah. So we went there and. Uh, we were not supposed to win. They were a really good team, and they were in the national, like in a spot for the national tournament. And we went in there, and we ended up beating them, beating them. And it was the first time our teams made it into the conference uh, tournament in the five, six years that wow. it's been around. So that was pretty special for us. And uh, so with, I mean, with the addition with the gold pan and that, um, I think it made it that much sweeter just to know that you know we kind of. I know our program had been struggling for a bit, and 
hadn't been in the place that had been like when I committed, especially like in the early 2000s, 2010. So just to kind of have that, you know, officially be kind of a turnaround mark for the program and um, kind of put it back on the map and to know that we helped have a part in that, um, that was pretty special for me. Oh, and you guys had a couple of darn good teams, too, with a, a couple of guys who I guess you would cross paths with uh, later down the road. You played with uh, Kivi Halme, the defenseman uh, who currently plays for the Marlies, did you not? Yeah, I did for uh, two years. Yeah, so that's kind of neat. I'm sure you would have gone to a couple of camps uh, in the pros. Is it? Uh, what's that reunion like when you come back to, I guess, begin your pro career? It's like, hey, man, like, well, what's it like, I guess, you know, seeing a familiar face who's in the same situation that you're in? Yeah, for sure. Um, I just remember, um, you know, when I signed with the Marlies, you, you, you think you know a couple people at least on a team, and I don't think I knew anyone. I knew, obviously, Colt from playing against him, but right. not personally. And uh, and then over the summer, I, I saw Timu sign with the Leafs, so um, it was fun to see him at camp again. Yeah. Uh, he's a really nice kid. Uh, we got along really well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's always nice to see familiar faces and you know, especially guys from college that have the same kind of like roots as you, a college guy as well. So yeah. it's always good. No kid, I want to go back a little bit. I mean, so you really didn't know anybody on the Marlies when you signed that deal. So why why did you end up, if you can share, uh, signing with the Marlies? And what was it that kind of brought you in with them and kind of like, well, turn the page now from college into your pro career? How did that all come to be? It was honestly pretty quick. We were in the uh, Frozen Faceoff tournament, so mm-hmm. we beat Colts team to get there. And then... Uh, once we got in, we played two games, and then after our final game, I played pretty well, considering I think we got blown out the last game, but I just got a call from my coach, and he was telling me that uh, Toronto had contacted him and that some of the high-up people were at the game, and they saw me play, so he was going to call me in the morning. So in the morning comes around, I go into his office, I, or not his office, his hotel room, and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Um, I was just like, okay, cool. So, and there was a couple other teams that were interested as well. So, but with Toronto was the first one we talked to. So my dad came in with me and it was just three of us on speakerphone. And I got a call saying, yeah, uh, from Mike Dixon. And he was saying yep. that some of the high up people were at the game and, you know, they liked what they saw. So there was no official contract yet. Just that, you know, maybe come out, do a PTO and see how it goes. And then uh, we got back from the tournament a couple of days later and, I got a phone call saying that they just they were going to offer me a contract and so we leapfrog the PTO yep. all together. Yeah, and they liked what they saw, so I kind of got off the phone, talked to my dad a little bit and my coach, and I was just like, "This is a good opportunity, a good offer. You don't know if anything else is going to come." And True. I mean, I who I with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, it's a pretty good organization to be a part of, and my dad obviously had played there and been a part of it, and he told me how how it was and my coach he coached in the AHL before that for years and in the NHL and so I was ec- ecstatic really. a match made in um, heaven yeah so called him right back and a couple hours later and yeah told him and then the rest is history wild now yeah you did kind of bury the lead in there your your father obviously having played with the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, former NHL all-star Brian Bradley uh, there's a question uh, in our chat about you at uh, and I guess following in your father's footsteps, so to speak, Paul Loder uh, in the Facebook group asks, how did his years of experience help shape your game? And is there any pressure to live up to uh, the, the Bradley family legacy? Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely gotten me where to where I am today. Cause you know, he obviously knows the game and he gives some advice that you probably, you know, you just don't get from, you know, maybe a normal 
you know, household. But, exactly. Uh, yeah. So me and my brother, we just kind of try and soak it all in. You know, sometimes it's hard. He's hard. He's definitely hard on us. But, uh, you know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's for the best. And, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way because, you know, I just try and soak it all in. And I know that not everyone gets to have that opportunity and grow up in a house like that. So. But yeah, again, I wasn't uh, I wasn't born yet, so I never really got to see him play. But I've seen clips of him playing, and uh, he was a good player. But uh, you know, he's two-time NHL All-Star, so I'm not trying to, you know, live <laughs> up to his name or but you're you know, not, put not. any pressure on that. But uh, you know, I'm just trying to trying to go and you know see what happens here. And I mean, if if getting the NHL is if that happens, then you know that's that's awesome. But uh, for now, I think I'm just going to take it one step at a time no, and absolutely. go from there. No, and and you alluded to it, and we had talked about it off the air. You know that uh, you grew up in a in a household with an NHL father, but didn't get a whole chance to see him play. But when you were young, though, and he was still involved in the game or sl- just removed from the game, I mean, like, what was that like as a as a young kid? You know, growing up in in Tampa, and he was he was an OG Lightning, was he not? Yep. So, like, what I mean, that still must have been an exciting childhood for yourself uh, and your brother growing up in, uh, you know, and he was a part of the transformation that turned Southern Florida into a, a hockey market. Am I wrong in saying that? No, for sure. Uh, he was uh, selected in the expansion draft, and he was one of the key guys they brought in yeah. to, you know, make Florida a hockey state and, you know, turn it turn it into something there. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, when, you, when you're growing up and you're little uh, – you know, he's just your dad at the end of the True. day. And I mean, it's just, you think he's like any other dad. Uh, I mean, you think he's more special, but um, I mean, you don't really but know, you know the him as your dad. You don't know him yeah. as the captain of the Yeah, I mean, I, I knew when I grew up, he was a famous hockey player and, you know, that was cool. But at the end of the day, like, you don't really know too much of it. So I think, you know, like since like my college days to now, that's when I really started, you know, realizing it and appreciating it more and how, you know, special that is that, you see everyone come to the hockey games now and I go to a ton of lightning games cause he's still involved with the team and that's where he works. Uh, so I get uh, the opportunity to go to those games and you just see how many people around the city are so thrilled by the game and how much it's grown and they've gotten to a Stanley cup final and they've were the best team in the league last year Yeah. and just the buzz around and to know that he helped kind of have a hand, whether a small, big hand in that, you know, that's pretty, pretty special. And, you know, you see posters everywhere and, you see people still wearing his jersey and you see people coming up and talking to him like he's you know he's the man he's the famous man in town and it's pretty cool now I think uh it's more special and cool seeing that now I think than growing up no you're absolutely right no I can't even imagine what that would possibly be like and we've got a few more follow-up questions uh we'll uh get to Morgan Stacy's seeing as you're from Tampa Florida what are your overall thoughts on Newfoundland weather and by the way I'm soon getting your name on my jersey so that's Morgan (laughs) Stacy looking forward to throwing uh, the T Bradley on the back but uh, I I mean let's let's compare the weather I'm sure growing up in Florida when was the first time you saw a snowflake (laughs) no that's a good question Um, so my parents are actually both Canadian so Toronto and Calgary so growing up um, you know we go up to Calgary we had a house there Okay. So we go up there periodically. So um, I definitely seen the snow before, but it was more of a um, rhetorical question, yeah, really. No, but uh, definitely a, a lot different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I lived in Toronto for a year when I was younger. Played hockey there when I was like 15 years old, and then lived in Cleveland. So I mean, the snow is not not that new to me, but this type of snow 
and this type of cold. Hey, it's new to people here, <laughs> this amount of snow. So no one expects you to say, I know. oh, I've seen 15-foot drifts of snow? Yes, every day. No, no one expects that. Yeah, I think it was a good year for me to come. We get record snowfall. You know, the Florida boy really put him right into the <laughs> Newfoundland uh, winter. But, right uh, at home. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a little bit of a, a change for me. But uh, on the flip side, I will say Florida in the summer is almost unbearable in the other way, where it's too hot, and I think I'd rather spend my summers here. Um, because it's just, I mean, you step outside and it's 105 degrees and the last place you want to be is. I don't know you're going to get much sympathy from the listeners complaining (laughs) about the wonderful summer heat of Tampa when we're buried under (laughs) what feels like a mountain of snow. But I, but I understand the point you're making. So we will follow that up with a question from Miles Eastman asking, uh, uh, does that mean you enjoy any, any fishing or or any kind of hunting down in in that uh, neck of the woods in Florida there? Um, I definitely darn good fishing down there. Definitely haven't done much hunting, but uh, I do. I had uh, some childhood friends, four brothers, and um, you know they got re- they were really into fishing. So they yeah. moved to the beach. Got uh, they had a boat and take us out fishing. Nice, quite a bit. Uh, and they know all the different spots, so you don't just sit there, cast your rod in, and catch nothing. Right. They they knew where all it all was. So okay, that made so it fun. Okay, so real deal, fishermen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I like to spend my uh, my spare time golfing. More of a golfer than All right, hunter. So what's uh, what's your handicap? What's your average round right now? Oh, not right now right because now. it's February, and I <laughs> presume you haven't touched a golf club in six months. Um, I I play quite a bit. We have a membership in the summer, so I try and get out there as much as possible and use that. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it probably starts out at like an eight, and then I could probably get oh. it down to like three, four at oh, the end of the damn. summer. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I really you know like to do and passionate about. So, uh, and I just happen to be get pretty good at it no i guess so i guess you wouldn't have had a chance to play with anyone on uh, on the current team i guess no not yet okay have you heard any rumblings because i heard new gold's got some <laughs> game i heard there's some guys who are also maybe single digit handicaps we're gonna have to set something up here in the summertime yeah i heard i heard evan's a player i actually we did i forgot we did play at uh, rookie tournament i played with uh, conrad and brazo and conrad um uh, Definitely is not a very good golfer. Well, thankfully, but he's that's real not good why at we love him. Um, <laughs> and uh, Brazzy's got some game. I mean, yeah? obviously, big guy, but he's he's got a good swing and obviously can hit the ball a mile. So um, I think he he could definitely give me a run for my money. Okay. Um, but you know, I've never seen Evan play. I heard someone say maybe Marcus, but I don't know about that. I don't see it. I don't see Marcus, you know, being a golfer, but. Uh, yeah, I've heard about Evan. Okay, we'll have to definitely set something up here. <laughs> uh, Scott Walker asks an interesting question. Was it ever hard finding ice time growing up in Tampa? Coming, like, you were kind of the pre-the-boom pre of hockey in Florida. Was it ever tough to, I mean, what was minor hockey like? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, so, you know, I don't really get to talk about this much, but, um, you know, growing up there wasn't a lot of ice. Right. Um, luckily for my dad, he was my coach, so he could, you know, Pull some lightning strings. Pull some strings when he could to find some ice. But, no, my practices for most of my youth when I played mites and squirt was uh, at least a 30-minute car ride away from my house. Really? Just to, yeah. And my dad would take me two, three times a week to go and practice with my team. And then on the weekends, games, they could be anywhere from two hours away, hour away. What? So, I mean, yeah, it was definitely. And that's to play, like just minor Mike, hockey Mike like hockey this wasn't like, was like a nine. travel team or anything this was your yep. first days of the game yeah so i mean wow. those are like my first the rink was like 30 minutes from my house so you know 
take me out whenever I could. Get and then out. when I started getting, you know, more serious in the peewee days and uh, midget, we practiced 45 minutes away from home. What? And we had kids drive. We had about six kids, and they uh, they lived six hours away. And they would drive up, and I would have an RV. They invested in an RV with their parents, and they would stay in an RV outside the rink because they weren't going to commute six hours uh, no there way. and back uh, for the weekend. But, yeah, and then our tournaments, all our tournament, we were a tournament team, and uh, we played in Detroit and Toronto, Texas, all over the place. Wow. We do that once a month. So I got to miss a lot of school, which was actually nice at That's that That's the age, best so. part for sure. Yeah. What did you do at uh, Colorado College in school? Um, I did uh, business and economics. So that was uh, – it was tough, but, you know, you got – you try and take classes with, with your teammates to like help you and get That's make sure true. you do your homework. So, yeah. We have another question in the Growlers Nation uh, Facebook group from a Todd S, who asks, "Hi, son. Congratulations on a good season up to this point. You're doing great. How has your time in the nest carried over into games this season? Lots to unpack here. Uh, I will start with this. We'll we'll pick this apart, and this is." Uh, T skirt well no Todd S we'll we'll keep his his, <laughs> his identity hidden. Uh, why does he call you son? And why do I know that Todd S that you are not the only person on the team he calls his son? What the heck's going on there? We've seen it sneak into some pregame interviews and stuff with me, but I don't know that we've taken the step back to explain this relationship. Yeah, so uh, that's a great question, Dad. Um, so <laughs> there's pretty much, uh, I don't know how it all started exactly, but, um, you know, Skirving's a little bit older than, uh, he's, he's not an older guy, but he's older than older me. Older than and, you. Um, yeah, so it was me, um, Justin Brazo, and Riley Woods. Uh, we're really close on the team. Spent a lot of time together. Uh, and, you know, he just started calling us his kids, and <laughs> he became our dad, in quotes. Uh, I love it. So he, we call him dad, and he calls us our kids. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just kind of gone into that joke. And <laughs> so during pregame skates, whenever Skurves is on the ice ripping around, we sit on the bench and we cheer on dad. Oh, my and, gosh. And, uh, you know, Snowy always sees it and gives us a little laugh and shakes his head. But, you know, it's just going to become something in the locker room that uh, – that we do and i think all the guys know about it but yeah it's just it's funny it sure is it's a lot of fun so we'll uh, follow up uh he thinks you're doing great good to have dad's support how has your time in the nest carried over into games this season so again a lot of unpacking what's the nest uh the nest is where the scratches sit during games when you don't play um we usually get put in one of the boxes over there and it's just a thing in hockey i guess that you call <laughs> the nest um but yeah, that's a good question, Dad. And I think uh, you know, you you being up there and you know showing me the ropes and you know some plays on the ice and what you would do there. I think that's really helped to transform my game. Um, and then you know those um, hot dog runs you go on; those definitely help as well. <laughs> I I won't ask. Hot dog runs. Next time you go on one of those, uh, make sure you stop <laughs> by the booth here. Uh, to help out uh, your old pal Chris. Rod Z in the uh, Facebook group also asks, what are your most favorite and least favorite things about playing with the Growlers? Let's start with your favorite things. You're over halfway through your rookie season here. Uh, what, I guess, about the Growlers has made your rookie season, I guess, uh, that much easier on you, uh, or hopefully it has. Anyway, open up putting words in your mouth. What have you enjoyed most about your year with the Growlers? Um, yeah, there's a couple things. Uh, I think to start with, like, just the organization, how we get treated, you know, all, like, the supplements the the food we get um it they make it really easy for you to you know 
succeed here and yeah. to recover and get ready for those next games. So I think that's definitely one of my biggest, you know, positives and things I'm most happy about. Absolutely. And then I also think just the players that I've gotten to play with, obviously we have some really good players on this team, a lot of skill. And even the guys, you know, that don't play, like they could be playing anywhere else. And, right. you know, I think that's been really positive for, for me and just being able to play with those high-end talented players that, you know, maybe other teams don't have that kind of depth, but we're, we're lucky enough to have it. Um, and then uh, I definitely think that, you know, in the start it was very, very tough on me. You know, I wasn't really in the lineup as much. And, you know, the coaching staff kind of told me, you know, keep your head, like we know you're a good player. You'll get your opportunity. Guys will get moved around. Um, so just, you know, keep your head down, keep working. We know you can play. And uh, I think that definitely really helped uh, to keep me, you know, it's it's a roller coaster. There's good yeah, and there's for bad. Sure. And, you know, they, they definitely helped uh, helped with that. Is there anything that you would have to say that's your least favorite thing? I, I can't imagine. You'd be like, oh, I really hate <laughs> this. Like, no one's asking you to say that. But, no. I mean, it would have to be the weather, right? Surely. Um. Yeah. I mean, the weather the weather is a change. But, uh, <laughs> um, honestly, I kind of like to go home anyway and just kind of relax in, in my apartment. And, you know, I've been playing a lot of, like, video games lately. So, you know, the weather hasn't been too bad. But I, I, I think the only thing that I can say is sometimes the travel can be tough. Yeah. Especially, you know, the early morning flights because those are the flight times that we have because we got to get there and, you know, with the time change and stuff. But, I mean, that would be the only thing is just the travel. But, I mean, travel's anywhere you go. Travel's travel. Airports are airports, and they're not fun. What's your favorite airport so far? <laughs> We've had a handful of long uh, holdovers <laughs> there. Surely you've got a favorite airport restaurant or something somewhere across the country by yeah, now. Yeah, honestly, I think I'd have to go with Halifax. We put so much time in there. I think I'd be disrespecting it if I said <laughs> any other one. A bunch of five-hour layovers there. Uh, so, yeah, we, we like to just play cards and go to the same spot and eat. So. Well, you alluded to it earlier. Uh, how big of a video gamer are you? I feel like we got a handful of big gamers on this team. Are you one of them? Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of big gamers on the team, and I definitely have my hand in there. Um, yeah, we, we like to go home, and uh, there's games we can all play together, which is fun. So there's, like, teams of six, and we usually play against another team of six. Are we six. talking about Call of Duty? We yes. can We can we're, put it out there. We're talking about Call of Duty. There's there's still some Fortnite players on the team. Okay, I've heard. Uh, recently, we've been playing Call of Duty, and I think at least 12, 13 guys have the game. So That many guys? Um, yeah, so we'll you – know, some play more than others. But sure. But that many people have it, and we'll try and get some games – Six for six, uh, all of us, you know, playing together against each other. And it's really fun because, you know, you get killed by, let's say, Marcus, and you're just like, oh, man, Marcus killed me. But, yeah. you know, it's fun. And uh, Now, uh, do you guys play on headset? Like, do you? Yep. is that how I'm not an online gamer these days? So who's loudest on headset? Or who's the guy you're like, oh, I'm against this guy? Oh, great, I'm going to hear about it all night. Uh, Probably Justin Brazo. Really? Um, yeah, he's just so big. Uh, I don't know if his headset fits him right, but he's always got his. <laughs> seems like he's always got his microphone in his mouth or eating food or something because he's so big and needs to eat. But yeah, he's he's definitely pretty loud. And then oh, uh, Matt Bradley, when he kills you, he lets you know. He kind of. Oh, he gets in there a he, little he bit. He gets on his mic and he definitely lets you know. And then when you kill him, he's quiet. So. Oh, he's one of those. It goes that way. Uh, yeah. I get it. So uh, we have a recurring segment on this show called. Uh, well, it's unofficial, but today we're going to call it who's the worst COD player on the Growlers. <laughs> uh, this often comes up because I knew I do know there's a lot of you guys into the Vigi games, but uh, I will now open the floor to you to throw someone under the bus. Who is the who's the worst one or who has maybe the who's not the not best? 
Um, yeah, you know, normally you'd say, oh, it's kind of close. Like, there's a couple guys that aren't very good. But um, I can without a doubt say Aaron Luchuk is uh he's that bad he's, he's not great you know his we, name has come up more than once yeah he's uh you know he's good for camaraderie he's uh he's a good guy to have on your team you know brings the mood up but uh you know he's just he's just not very good and you know we all like to let him know that and you know i think he knows that but you know he's still got a good attitude oh well, you have to have a good <laughs> attitude you have to be a good sport about it uh who would you say is the best if it's not yourself um I think uh Johnny's pretty good. I get he's yeah. he, we got to get him on here. We got to yeah. do something with this because he he gets a lot of a lot of respect from around the room yeah. for his video game prowess. Yeah, he hasn't been playing uh, as much but uh he's definitely he's a gamer and uh you know, he's good at him. What so. makes him good? What makes a good I don't I gamer don't even, at this. I don't know. I mean, he definitely puts the time in and you know, gets enough uh, reps at the game, so that definitely helps. But uh, <laughs> I think we, when we were younger, we we both played the the same Call of Duty games a lot growing ah. up. So I think that's helped. You know, was he all? Now. But I heard he was also good at Fortnite too. He's just yeah. a well-rounded, as well-rounded as he is on the ice. Yeah. Again, I think that's just you know putting the putting in more is, time. Yeah, and putting in more time than uh, other people at the game. So I guess so. So it helps. <laughs> Thank you very much. Do you, is that all you guys do is play play COD? Or is there anything else? Any any FIFA guys or? Uh yeah, I know there's a bunch a of guys chill? that play FIFA. I know a couple guys play 2K and uh, NBA, uh, chill. But I'm I'm not really into the sports games. I don't know huh. why. I think it's because growing up, my brother used to, you know, whoop me at them. So, <laughs> you know, it's not not my thing right now. No, I guess no. What was your childhood console? What was he beating you on? Uh, we like had PS One uh, or something, Xbox the okay. original, and then Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. And all right, you know, he's two years older than me, so at that age, that's pretty good. That's a big was, enough gap that he's going to take. Yeah, it to you, you would beat me a lot. No, absolutely. So we'll move on to a couple of more Q and A questions here. Sydney uh, and Mike Stone ask, "What do you like to do in the city of St. John's on your days off?" Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, on the days off, you know, we don't we don't really get a lot of them. <laughs> that's a fact. So uh, I definitely like to get my rest in. Uh, you know, eat as many good meals as I can. But, um, I mean, I know a couple of the guys, we like to either go to the movies, you know, yeah. go to the mall for a bit and then catch a late night movie, um, go out to dinner together. Um, nothing too crazy because it's hard when we don't have cars to drive around yeah. uh, to go to places. But um, I would definitely say that we got a lot of guys that like to, to go to the mall and just go to the movies. It's definitely. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Now, are you much of a cook? I know you said you guys like to eat. Are you uh, are you the cook in your uh, in your group? Um, I I definitely think I I do a pretty good job at cooking. Ooh, okay. Um, because in college I had to cook for two three years uh, right. on my own. So you would have been cooking sooner than a lot of guys yeah. on this team. So I I my first year or two is definitely I was I will not say I was very good I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing I never really even grocery shop for myself before that really my mom uh in the summers she would always cook for us and right in juniors you know your billets make you the food so um but yeah I mean now I I know what I'm doing uh I got my same routes in the grocery stores okay so you got um, it all planned out yeah try to eat, the, eat as healthy as possible of course. but you know I end up with co some cookies and ice cream in my oh, car yeah, you're only a human being man yeah but uh, but yeah, no, I can definitely cook. I like to switch it up. So, uh, what's your signature dish? If you're if if you're having me over for dinner, what's what's what should I expect to see on the table? Um, my my signature dish is probably uh, I do uh, like pan seared steak. Ooh. Um, I like nice ribeye steak, oh. and then put some butter on it at the end, melt oh. it down on there, um, and then I do baked potato, 
and you know either rice and salad and that's that's probably it but that's a medium rare right medium that's the only way it's done thank you that's the only correct answer here and thank you to cindy and mike stone for that question uh well back uh what else do we have here for you marilyn way harris asks if a friend or family were coming to visit you in st john's what would you suggest they do or see while here besides see a growler game that is um i guess that's a backwards way of asking <laughs> you what have you gotten a chance to see since you uh first joined us here on the rock yeah, we uh, our team went on a hike earlier in the year when the when the weather allowed it, and that was pretty fun. We went up. Uh, I don't think it, it wasn't Signal Hill, but it was across from there on the other side. And yeah. We went up there, and uh, it was really really fun. We took a bunch of pictures, and uh, the view is just really cool. It's I next mean, level. It's tough to describe, but you know, you can see the whole city, and then you see just the ocean and all the cliffs and everything, and it almost feels like you're over in, like, Ireland or something like that. Absolutely it does. That's where I thought I was for a second. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a lot of fun, like, outdoorsy stuff to do here, hikes, you know, Signal Hill. One thing I do want to do is drive to the, you know, easternmost point. Yeah, Cape and, Spear. Yeah, go down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So certainly lots of recommendations to, to send back home uh, for people coming up there. Have your parents visited you uh, since you've been here here? No, they haven't yet. Uh, they've had a pretty busy year, actually. Uh, my dad's job, you know, right. works for the Tampa Lightning. He's, he's really not that busy, but he's had to go over to Sweden this year. Their team went over to Sweden, so he did that. That's right. And he's got to be at the home game. So, you know, when their schedule allows it, he right. tries to come up here. But I think they're planning a trip uh, in, you know, the next month or something to come up here because there's a gap in the schedule that will allow that. Right. So I think they're going to try and come up here because nice. they, if they come up, they don't want to come for a couple. They want to come up for at least a week. No, for that, of course. Um, yeah, so they're going to they're gonna try and plan that out. That's awesome. That's exciting. That'll be a good time. Uh, so we'll actually be heading back into your uh, old neck of the woods here pretty soon or close enough to it, your home state anyway in Florida, uh, three and three heading. Uh, that's got to be dates circled on your calendar from the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up playing in uh, the Florida Everblades rink. That's one of the rinks that no we had way. tournaments at. Yeah, so, you know, growing up there when you're, you know, 10 years old and you get to play on that big stadium rink that they have where the team plays out of, it's always fun. And, you know, I didn't think I'd end up being back playing, you know, in that rink for real for the against the actual team that played there. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then, you know, to get my friends and my family to, you know, see me play in Florida, uh It'll be great, and we got three games there, so they're gonna, you know, make their way up to yeah, all of yeah. them, and uh, that'll be that'll be really fun. Aiden Foley asks an odd one, but and I actually really like this question. What's it like having another person with the same last name as you on the team, and having to wear the first initial on the name bar? <laughs> T Bradley and M Bradley, obviously. Matt, does that change anything at all? Uh, no, I mean in in college, my bro, my my brother played together for a year, so he was T, I was. I was T, he was C, <laughs> Cody Bradley. Um, but, you know, you don't really notice it when it's on your back, which is kind of nice. But True. Um, the, I will say the only thing that's confusing is on the bench when coach says Brad's go, and then that could either be me, Matt, or Justin Brazo because he's oh, Braz. Yeah. So you got Brad's, Brad's, and Braz. And Cause at he the was... time, I don't know who who's going on the ice, <laughs> so I've got a leg over the bench and he grabs me. No, you're not going. So That's so funny. But so what's what's your nickname then in the room? Because Matt Bradley had taken Brad's yep. from last year. You you weren't gonna get that no. one. No. So what's uh, what's the shorthand for? Do guys just call you Trey? 
I have actually gotten a lot of nicknames. Um, so when I first got here, I yeah. said, you know, I'm, I know he's Brad's. I've never been Brad's because my brother in college was Brad's. So then I was something else. So um, the guys came up with Trazer, Treyway, a um, bunch of like stuff like that. So <laughs> Trazy. So I, I like Trazer. Trazer, yeah. It makes yeah. you sound like you're on like American Gladiators or something. Yeah, I think Fer Fergie came up with that one. So he, you know, he calls me that. So it's a mix of people calling me those those couple nicknames. All right, I think we'll just, uh, up here in the booth, I think we'll just stick to calling you Trey. Perfect. And with that, uh, I think that'll just about do it here for episode 13, lucky number 13 of the Growlers Nation podcast. Thanks again to all of you uh, for submitting your questions for today's special guest. Thank you, Mr. Trey Bradley. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. And make sure you listen to all the Growlers games with me live on the air on Mixler.com slash NL Growlers. That's M-I-X-L-R.com slash NL Growlers. While you're at it, get your tickets to the upcoming homestand at nlgrowlers.com and at mile1center.com. That's it. We will see you next time. You've been listening to the Growlers Nation podcast with Chris Ballard. Follow the Growlers all season long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at nlgrowlers. Listen live to all 72 Growlers games on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash nlgrowlers.